Pod Chef. Pod Chef. Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pie, y'all say chef, pie chef. You listening to Pie Chef. It's a podcast. And welcome to Pie Chef, the only official Top Chef podcast. And if you can find another Top Chef podcast, please don't listen to theirs. Come listen to ours only, because it's the only official one. Um today it's a it's a somber day, but it's also a good day. Uh Reeves could not be here today. Um he passed on coming on today because it's his birthday. He didn't pass away. <laughs> if people were listening and thinking that that's not what happened, Reeves just said last week he was not going to be here for his birthday, and he was clearly not joking. I thought he was joking. I thought I thought the podcast was more important than his birthday, and I'm wrong, this, and that's fine. But <laughs> this is how we will announce anyone's death on the pod. Yes. You won't read about it on twitter or get an obit update it'll just you'll hear about it on the pod and that goes for family and friends yeah and if people are wondering why brian took the opportunity to just jump in there because he's supposed to be third mike (laughs) it's because reeves is not here so brian for one day has been promoted to co-host of the show and so he's going to be talking more so if you are a reeves fan and you're here for his co-hosting abilities you can stop listening now <laughs> no stay please and if you think but that if you I do talk leave... too, if if you think that i already talked too much um i'm sorry yeah so if you if you would like to stay and reeves not here so please for his birthday listen to the whole episode and then go leave a review a, a critical review of how brian did in his <laughs> place you would love that nothing specific about me please i do not take criticism well <laughs> That's, that's actually true. It's not a bit. Um, so yeah, Reeves isn't here, and that was his only birthday wish was that you'd leave a a, a response, <laughs> a review of our podcast, because um, Reeves wants uh, critical reviews. Um, so Brian, let's talk about it. You're on vacation right now. I am. I'm visiting my mom in Virginia. Hello, Brian's mom. Uh, nice she's to not, meet you again. Congratulations and condolences. Yeah, poor her. She had a kid 36 years ago. Yeah, and now she's just can't get rid of you. She truly is still dealing with the consequences. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's introduce our special guest. Um, actor, writer, known from Astronomy Club, Wedding Season, Beautiful People, was also in charge of Brian's sketch group for a short time. Please welcome to the show. <laughs> Monique Moses. Wow. Ah, uh, thank you for checking my IMDb because uh, Beautiful what? People was 15 years Wait, ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> IMDb? These are things I just know off the top of my head. <laughs> um, awesome. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me, guys. I am not, I've never watched Top Chef before, but I am so connected to this particular episode, and I'll tell you soon oh, okay. uh but i'm so it's so auspicious it's crazy so oh, that's, anyways that's, that's fantastic well let yeah. me hold on a second. let me do my host duties of course um please. monique have you watched top chef before <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh no i have not okay all right good yeah we'll get into that uh more as we uh, go through this yeah. <laughs> um brian like you yeah. said he's on vacation and this is something we talked about before we're recording, but it needs to be on the show. Brian, what happened to you today? No, so I almost died. I'm um, 
I'm a super strong swimmer. Normally, I have apparently mm-hmm. gotten very fat and out of shape in the last it last 36 years or so, mm-hmm. and it's finally come to a head. I mm-hmm. was in the ocean where I, I'm from an island, folks. This was this. I'm in my mm-hmm. element, and I thought I'd swim mm-hmm. out as far as I could and see what happened. And what happened was I had a panic attack in the water because I couldn't. My arms get very tired, and I legitimately almost died. I was very very scared. I managed to will myself to touching the ground uh after struggling walked back to the sand and uh laid on the sand for 45 minutes until i went home and it was very scary and i'm not a person who's afraid of the water and now i kind of am now this is surprising to me because we went to mexico to at the same time and we swam in cenotes and you had little arm floaties then no i did not you're lying you're lying but it, feel, it feels like now you don't i'm calling so, i'm not doing improv rules on that i'm a very strong <laughs> swimmer and i will not listen to this blasphemy about my swimming skills other than today i they called me michael phelps around here on the island that i'm from they said hey look there's michael phelps and um and now i, I can't i don't have the title anymore i almost died <laughs> There was no lifeguard, and I would have died. And you would have found out on the podcast because Jamal would, would have announced my passing, and it would have been real. I mean, I am so glad that you didn't die. You know, we wouldn't be able to do a podcast with just one host and one oh, guest. Oh, we would have. We would have been able to. Okay, we could, maybe we, we would have. No, but if anything, I hope you take from this, one, that you're meant to be here, you yep. know? You know? And then two we can swim more we should practice you know mm-hmm, we should yeah. get out there and work on those arms so mm-hmm. i don't know i think i think we can turn everything from a no half empty cup to a full 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 empty ocean i mean full <laughs> full, full full cup yeah yeah monique you're talking like you've had a near-death experience <laughs> yeah i didn't mention it before didn't i um yeah so today i went to a place called storm king if you live in new york in new jersey or the tri-state area i'm sure you've heard of it it's an outdoor museum and me and my husband have been really into like going places during the weekends now that the weather's nice and we are not afraid of people and COVID. and so we went to this wonderful outdoor museum but uh it was over 90 degrees today, like crazy, crazy hot. And a lot of it is, I mean, it's all outdoors. A lot of it, it's very spacious. Uh, It's like 500 acres. And so you're walking from these crazy installations. Uh, Well, they're not that crazy, but just you're walking from installation to installation in the heat, in the sun. We did bring umbrellas. I did bring a fan, but I I overheated and I had to get one of the go-karts to come get me Mm. and bring us back to the main main area so i, I don't think it was as uh des- not desperate <laughs> i don't think it was as drastic as brian's uh, near-death experience but we definitely were we definitely were um challenged today by the powers that be i think wow now when you were overheating did they then bring you one of those super church fans that you <laughs> that is the world's first ac unit that black people uh, would use on sundays you know what they didn't and I knew they had a few in the back. Yeah. But they, I think that <laughs> they reserved them for older ladies. Okay. I see. Okay. I, you know, I may be old, but I look, I look amazing. I'm 25. very young. I'm guessing 25. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Not a day over 20. So, you know, it didn't happen for me. Okay. So both Brian and Monique <laughs> had interesting days. And this is where I come up with what I did today. It was <laughs> as interesting. Um, Okay. Uh, I uh, before I went out 
and drove today to the mall, I had to put air in my tires. So mm. I kind of prevented a near-death experience in a way because it was looking low. I wow. touched it. It was squishy. I said, whoa, what's going on here? And I put air in my tire and I made the journey to and from the Springfield Town Center Mall. Wow. No problems, no issues. That's... Could have been an issue. Could have been could have been worse than both of your stories. I I do want to make fun of you really quick for Go ahead. Here we go. Excellent. For, so it sounds like you walked around your car and checked your tires before you got in, which is yeah. pretty much like something that a nerd would do. But yep. um, mm-hmm. I also want to yep. recognize that Monique, because of the I hope that you learned from this experience and that you recognize that yes. you are meant to be here and that mm-hmm. maybe you oh, thank you okay. start walking around in the heat a little so more and just work that this muscle. Is interesting. That's scary, right? Like, if you're, like, dehydrated, if you start to feel like you're going to, like, collapse, that's a scary feeling. It is, yeah. And, like, I just want to say I'm so happy that all all three of us learned something today. Like, for instance, Jamal, like, you, um, you know, it's such a good thing that you're here because you could have had lumpy tires and been driving and then (laughs) gotten some kind of crazy-ass accident and died, right? There's so many cicadas. I could have hit one the wrong way. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm glad you worked the muscle of, of putting air into your tires. So it's just like we are, we are, we're just growing. We're three people who grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're we're growing, kind of like, kind of like. Um, Don't transition to the episode because we, we, <laughs> we have to do another segment first. Saw, I'm not transitioning saw, to the episode. I saw the gears going. You're Here's the issue with having a new co-host. I'm good at is it. that I'm you're now trying to mess up my transitions to the next segment. I wasn't trying to transition to the episode. I was trying to transition to the segment. And now that was ruined. Reeves would never do that. I just want you to know. <laughs> he would do that. No, Reeves he wouldn't. would never do that. No, he wouldn't. He would never do that. Reeves uh, loves his mise en place. And now let's talk about chefs I prepared for you. <laughs> um, this is a segment where we go around and we each discuss what we had for dinner last night. We um, present it as if we're presenting it to the judges on Top Chef. I'll go first. Chefs, I labored and presented for you. Pan-seared fajita and chipotle spice chicken breasts. <laughs> and no, that was not done because I watched the episode. I ate before I watched the episode and I was like, oh, wow, that goes together. Spicy sautéed spinach and cinnamon and pumpkin spice mashed sweet potatoes. So Monique can't see this, but there's a picture that Jamal <clears throat> shared with me. And he looks – he plated the chicken – Sliced brand new plates, on by the way. top of the spinach, like a real fancy man. Brand new plates, oh. by the way. I just bought those plates, and like four and of them got damaged. Just in as delivery. white as they can be. They're just a nice plain white plate. You didn't buy yeah. a plate that was fun. What are you talking? That is a fun plate. I wanted a nice professional looking plate. It's professional, but it's not fun. There's not like a peacock on it or anything. I know, but I have I have black plates as well, and I feel like that dims the food, whereas mm. white the white plate pops the the food, and I and I. My blackness hates me saying this, but <laughs> the, the white plate does make the food pop in the presentation. I wish the black plate did it. But that's only because the white plate is part of a larger system of plates yeah. and yeah. cutlery yeah. so that it's made to yeah. make things pop, you know? You and when I was, break yeah. those conventions. And my black plates, for whatever reason, cost more. I don't know <laughs> why they cost more, but... I'm not going to They speculate. do the same job. They do they've done it longer. 
Um, but yeah, that's what I had. Yeah, that's good. It was good. It was great. That sounds good. No, yeah, I am. It does look nice that you've put the chicken on the spinach. It looks professional. I tried to. I try to plate it all the time, like I'm presenting it to a uh, Tom Colicchio. Sure. All right, Brian, what'd you have? Oh, I go next. Great. Uh, chefs, last night I prepared for you with the assistance of my dear mother. We had a freaking seafood feast. Holy we, crap. I, pan seared scallops in olive oil and then i put butter in the in the pan and like scoop the butter on top of the scallops we uh steamed shrimp with old bay and we fried uh we fried a couple scallops just to have some mixtures we fried single fried oysters which i didn't eat because they were yucky and um and the the whole time i was so my mom just like has like seafood flour that she like bases and she like coats everything in and i kept being like where's all your spices mom and mm-hmm. um, and I'm gonna call her out on this episode. She doesn't listen, but uh-huh. I'm in her house right now. All of her <laughs> spices, though there were few, were expired f- four or five years ago at the, at the, at the most recent ones. Um, and I did I did bring up to her that she's perpetuating the stereotype of white people not seasoning their food. <laughs> and I think I offended her. And then when she made barbecue chicken today, she oversalted it. And she was like, well, you said that I don't season my food. Uh, and so. now you got your mom in her head. <laughs> yeah. But it was good. We had a nice yeah. seafood feast. We got them from Ray's Shanty. Got fresh seafood from there. And also got some coleslaw and whole uh, hush puppies in there. We didn't make those. They, we, they We'd also them. like to give a shout out to Ray's Shanty, the sponsor of this week's episode. <laughs> Ray's Shanty. It's a big green shack on the way to Shingatick Island, Virginia. It, it looks like a warehouse, but they have seafood in it. I think I've been there actually. Is it? It's like a. It's like a bunch of trees are behind it, and it's like a gravel parking lot. I don't. Maybe it's just like. I mean, it's everything's like oyster it, shell parking lot, like white. It's right off shell. the road, though, right? Yeah, it's a like, great. Right 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 it's like right there on the left. Yeah, I think I've been there. Not good food. I, ha- I had an I had an iffy dessert there, and uh, it sent me to the to the office. If you know what I mean. <laughs> the loo. The the dessert tasted like bleach, and I don't know if they spiked it or not. But I was oh. like, I took one bite, and I was like, this is not vanilla. Oh, and dear. my stomach immediately was like, yeah, we need to have a talk. Dang. But from the food was good outside Ray's of that. Shanty. What's that? <laughs> I said from our friends at Ray's yeah, Shanty. Yeah, from our friends at Ray's Shanty. Thank you for sponsoring the episode this week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you had a feast. Yeah. Um, did you guys have any vegetables? Coleslaw's vegetable. Okay, good, good, good. Mm. Just want to get that in there. Make sure. <laughs> oh, and we had. Uh, oh, agree. We also had corn on the cob, which we okay. didn't cook on the grill because the grill was really rusted. Um, we boiled it, and my mom. Well, that's some good flavor you're missing. Then my mom put like <laughs> a half a cup of sugar in it, and she was like, "This is what you're supposed to do." And I was like, "It's already very sweet. It's corn." <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm dragging my mom, and I feel real bad. She's great, and it was a great, a great meal. But it was very sweet corn. Okay. All right. Uh, Monique, what did you have? Well, I feel a little bit like I'm cheating because I do a thing called Blue Apron. I'm sure you've heard of it. I'm sure the pod has Mm -hmm. been sponsored by it. But so we are, last night we ate this amazing thing, Calabrian shrimp and pancetta pasta with asparagus and lemon ricotta. Holy crap. That's what I'm saying. And it literally was a full, um, amazingly plated meal. Let me try to... uh, I never watched Top Chef, and so this is going to sound a bit accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, it was. Uh, what we did was we uh, 
delightfully fried <laughs> the shrimp. Um, but first, of course, put uh, a hot, hot Calabrian spice all over it. Wow. And uh, yes, a dried spice. Uh, it really brings out the flavors of that part of the world. <laughs> which I believe to be Italy. Um, uh, and while that was happening, we sauteed some pancetta, right? Um, put those two delicious meats together uh, into a pasta uh, or a pasta, you might say, depending on what part of the country you're from. Um, and uh, then on the side, we had uh, this amazing lemon ricotta spread uh, that we put uh, sauteed asparagus on top, um, some um, diced almonds, and some lemon juice Ooh, in order almonds. to create. Actually, it wasn't diced, uh, slivered. What are those? Sliced. I think sliced. Like the really thin. Yes. Slivers yes. of the almonds. Really, we took the really thin slivers of almonds that was provided <laughs> to us in a package, and we put it on top. Um, they gave us a wine pairing to Ooh, really elevate wow. the meal. Um, zesty and tropical. Uh, we had cider, uh, so it was delicious. That sounds amazing. And mm -hmm. uh, we actually, this is the first time we've mentioned Blue Apron since we've had our falling out. <laughs> so thank you for Damn. doing that. I hope they can come back and uh, let us. Uh, <clears throat> they didn't like uh, Brian's ad read once because he said at the end of it that it tasted like crap. And I was like, Brian, that's not going to go well for getting them to come back. <laughs> They tried uh, to tell me that it was my fault that I did it wrong. Yeah. Oh but I followed gosh. the instructions almost exactly. Yeah. And the part that I left out was the part that I thought were too hard. He roasted a chicken thigh and drumstick at 300 degrees for 30 minutes, and it was still pink on the inside. And <clears throat> Brian got sick. Oh. And he said he was following the directions. And he wow. said, Blue Apron, um, no thank you. <laughs> Do you have a meat thermometer? Brian, do you? I, so I, I use this method and it's called, um, I touch it. And if it feels uh, really hot to my fingers, mm -hmm. then I'm like, yeah. okay, this is cooked. And yeah, so right. I eat that. And usually it's pretty okay. But with mm -hmm. this yeah. particular meal, I got very, very sick. Mm -hmm. Yes. I definitely see how Blue Apron was responsible for that. Yeah. It didn't tell me not to do that. And I think that's the, that's, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Brian likes very clear, concise instructions, mm. and if you don't give them, uh, things can go wrong. But either way, Blue Apron, please contact our people. We'd love to have you uh, sponsoring the podcast again and give us uh, some more free meals. <laughs> That'd be great. Because uh, they sound just, great. Uh, that, yeah, that they sounded great. Made sounded really good. Well, and... I will say uh, we canceled it, <laughs> uh, mainly because they make you do uh, – you can't make anything less for less than a half an hour time wise. Yeah. And like, I don't have time to spend an hour sometimes cooking these things and they be putting capers in everything, you know, <laughs> and not everything needs capers. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Not everything needs talk, capers. Can we talk about that? Not everything needs capers. Not everything capers. needs capers. I don't know why I sounded like Nicki Minaj there, but <laughs> anyway, like, so like, yeah, we canceled. I thought about if I should maybe mute my mic just then, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, no. It it's seemed like something fun was happening just then, and I didn't thought I was going to mute it. I like capers. Maybe not on everything. You put it on a bagel with lox and cream cheese, and that's good. That's good. But literally yeah. every dish, they they were like, hey, we're trying to make this elevated. Let's yeah. put capers in it. It's like. 
get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Not every di- like a chicken dish, a beef dish. If they're putting capers and everything, it's almost like they've got too many capers. They gotta get rid of their stock. I've and they're like, like, let's it, just my mind. let's just put this in every dish so that we're at least shipping it out with every order. Like some someone at Blue Apron made an inventory mistake. Yeah, and was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I ordered too many capers. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. We gotta find a way to get rid of these capers." <laughs> and then they just send them out in every meal. Oh. This would be a good question for Reeves, and he's not here. But are capers just little olives? Because he does eat capers with every meal, so this would have been great. Because he's very he elevates all of his meals. He puts capers on broccoli. Dang. Oh so. no, no. This is something that we'll probably find out about next week when he's back from um, taking his. Uh, he's he's traveling the world right now, uh, just for today. He's in an mm. in an airplane. He's taking an eighteen hour flight around the world and back. So he's literally traveling the world. So wow. we'll find out next week. I'm sure on the plane he's having something with capers. That's better than what I did for my birthday, which was record this podcast. <laughs> That's not true. You loved it. It was your best birthday yet, <clears throat> and. Um, it's better than okay now. Now I'm transitioning to <laughs> how can I transition? And I'm being quiet and I'm waiting and appropriately. Being quiet and when I need him to talk and pick up space, Reeves <laughs> would talk right now. And it kind of feels like me and Brian are kind of battling. And is that a tournament of tofu? Wow, that was a good segue. Thank you, and we'll be back after this break. <laughs> and we're back from the break. Let's talk about season 18, episode 10, Tournament of Tofu. Um, guest, Monique, Yes. you said you've never seen Top Chef. What did you think of this episode? I mean, it was so good. I'm so happy that I came in this late in the game because like sports, I can't really watch normal sports. I can only watch like, um, you know, Olympic sports or mm-hmm. like uh semi-final or final sports and i really get into at. it and this is what we're at in the show um another thing is i've been to portland only once and when i did i loved it mm-hmm. but what what i love the most about it is i went by myself on a trip to the japanese garden <gasps> and the wow. fact that this show took place there i was like i love this wow that is kismet yeah, so wow. this was real. This was really great, and then Dawn. We'll get into it, but oh my goodness, okay, yeah, well, I right. loved it. Mm-hmm. All right, you loved it, and you that place so- looked great. That Japanese garden looked fantastic. We, uh, it has that little, um, it has that Kill Bill water yes. fountain thing where like it's the it's like the wooden piece that fills the water it falls over and it like dunks and it goes yeah. back up and told my wife that i wanted that and she said of course you want that which, <laughs> <laughs> which i thought it looked cool but she was like of course you want that she, she thinks i had bad taste i kept waiting for pie may to come out and when someone made a bad dish for him to like <laughs> break their hand or like throw the rice at them and that's a Kill Bill reference that me okay, went too deep for. Who is that part? Who is that? Pai Mei is the guy that she goes and trains with. Like you say arigato, like we say arigato, like that guy. <laughs> I don't think it's that guy. He's the oh. he's the guy with the big long flowing mustache and the white hair, and he can like stand on a sword, and he can oh, like yeah, uh, yeah. You remember, remember him when Bill leaves? Um, what's her name? Um, there first and she's like why do i have to be here he's like he's going to teach you how to be good at kung fu 
Mm. Okay, I shouldn't have used Pi May. I thought it was a good pull. <laughs> I thought that movie was still very much in the lexicon. It's it not. helps me if you use just the actors' names. Like if you would say like in the Lucy Lou scene, I'd been like, cool. I know who you're talking <laughs> about. Okay, I'll remember that. In the Vivica now. A. Fox scene, I'd say, cool. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Oh, it is. It is, and I was right. That that one thing I said is something he said also in the movie. Okay. I googled. And so we're both right. Okay, we're both right. Good. And I'm wrong. And Brian, that's you, good that Brian, Brian, you are wrong. You're wrong. The white guy's wrong. And I'm the good. one who brought up Kill Bill in the first place. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, jeez. Joke's on me. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Brian, this quick fire challenge is one of your favorites. It's, it's a, a commercial. commercial. It's a commercial. It's a commercial. For it's a Chipotle, Chipotle. commercial. Oh my god! And this is timely for me because two weeks ago I had my first ever Chipotle bowl. So, <laughs> and now we're all making connections. Wow! Really, first ever? First ever. It was a dry bowl. I'm a dry guy. I didn't have any sauces or any guac. It was just lettuce, uh, double chicken, rice, and black beans. Wow! And it was very good. It's very. Uh, it was very filling, but also not filling. If you know what I mean. I wasn't mm. feeling heavy afterwards, but I was full. Um, so now I understand the allure of Chipotle. I get why it would be a commercial uh, challenge in this show. Um, I like that uh, Tom Colicchio, Gail, and Padma were all assigned two chefs because I love when they have to go head to head. Yeah. And then Richard Bl- My uh, Carrie made an observation this episode. She wonders if like they're um, – if they're like setting up Richard Blaze to be a, like a full time host soon, because he like had a big role this episode, like he wasn't assigned a food thing. He was like the guy who decided the winner after everyone kind of won. And at the end, he was always kind of like featured. But we don't like mm. Richard Blaze in this episode. He's the white guy with like really weird hair. Yes, yes. I yeah, remember. he had a, an episode, I think, and also a talking to after the very first episode because he came out with huge hair. And Padma commented on it. And since then, his hair has been very much normal. more normal. <laughs> well, one thing I did notice that I really loved about the show compared to other competition shows I watch is that everyone's kind of on the same level when it comes to how they interact with each other. Like no one except the chefs give respect to the judges yeah. and other like guest chefs, but like to each other, everyone's hyping each other up. And it's like they realize that it's their food that's going to make the difference, not like if I'm friends with you or not. I mean, that's why I'm friends with everybody because they can't help who the judges are going to pick. It's the food that speaks. That said, I did notice Maria say something about like why her thing wasn't spicy enough. And Mm -hmm. she was like, I didn't want to kill Richard or something Mm -hmm. like that. And it's like, can you talk to a judge like that? But I I guess you can because he seems like a weak individual that everyone recognizes <laughs> to be that way. And so now Monique has brought out that Maria is problematic when the way she talks to people. Oh, this is, is that? Okay. This is I something I've too. brought up in the past because yeah, for sure. Okay. on more than one occasion, she's referenced uh, uh, one of the black contestants who's not on the show anymore by calling him attaboy. Um, and uh, yeah. tried to bring it up, and Reeves and Brian were both like, I don't see what the big deal is. Um, <laughs> tried to say, like, look, I'm telling you, this is like one of the things, if you don't stop it now, it's just going to escalate. And now it's escalating yeah. to the judges. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you I, noticed and picked up on that. She was mad that she lost to Shota, and let's just talk about that. She did yeah. lose to Shota, and Shota admitted that he's just copying her technique. 
And give me a second because we're going to play a clip. Black bean tortilla uh, with serrano, with uh, fried avocado and uh, fresh corn avocado salsa. This is a hard one. I love your tortilla. Thank you. And Shoda, I'm so surprised because of the spice level. My scalp is itching slightly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go with Shoda. That's okay. Exactly. <laughs> Maria, I didn't find yours that spicy. I didn't want to kill Richard. You got to get past Padre to get to Richard. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure. Very pissed off. I was expecting to win this quick fire. So anytime someone receives bad news and immediately says that's okay, it's almost like they're talking to themselves mm. <laughs> because she was clearly upset, visibly upset that she lost to Shota and Shota had admitted earlier. He's like, I'm just using the techniques I've stolen from Maria Yeah, and, and he beat her with it, which I'm sure looking back on this, she's probably like, dang it. He's just using my techniques and he beat me. <laughs> was yeah. it in this point, I feel like I updated this doc and it's not here now, but he said that, like, no, that was the next thing when they face each other again. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, Jamal doesn't like Maria and he uh, he has his Go right. Care, careful. He has, he has his right to do that. Mm. Uh, I think she's a very fun TV personality. She, um, yeah. yeah, she speaks back to the judges. She, like, speaks her mind all the time to the judges. It's very funny. Um yeah, I think she clearly thought she was going to win this. It was the Chipotle challenge. She's been, uh -huh. like, cooking Spanish flavors the entire show. The entire show mm. she's been cooking Chipotle. And the <laughs> the, <laughs> the entire show. The entire show. Well, that seems like you can't say that. Oh, I can say it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maria's – she's listening. She hey, Maria, come on the show. Offended. Come on the show oh. if you're offended. I'd love to have you on the show. We also want to thank Chipotle for sponsoring this episode. Excellent. Our friends at Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> because corporations can be depended on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, I mean, this, um, yeah, that's what happens. She saying that's okay. It's like Pat McClure was like, didn't want to get beat up by her. Like, she was just like, Maria, like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I got to do this. Okay. I like showed us. And she's like, it's okay. Yeah. And then she like cracked her knuckles. Like, that's I'm, I'm, so I'm, funny. Just you wait. I feel I like if I was on the show, I would be like Maria. I would be like uh, very competitive and not be able to hide any of my feelings. Well, they'd keep so. you on the show. Were they? Yeah. Yeah. That's good yeah. ratings. That's good mm -hmm. ratings. One of the things, Reeves not here, and I'll speak for him. He hates the fact that everyone's nice on the show this season. He wants oh, more drama. Um, so anyone who would like, you know, be super competitive would be great for the show and they would absolutely keep you on until the later mm. rounds. Keeps people coming back. They want to know, man, what's Monique gonna say this week? What's she <laughs> gonna do this week? Um I, I just felt like Top Chef was more it was more geared toward people who are foodies and care about learning about techniques and about new types of foods and cuisines versus other competition shows, which are really about the drama. But again, I'm coming in. What is the season 18? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's, this is maybe totally different than other seasons or I don't know, but I don't know. I was, I was like, this is a refreshing kind of in a way. It might also be that they're nicer to each other because they are in a bubble. Like they had, <laughs> they had to film together during yeah, COVID, yeah, yeah. so they're oh, all like yeah. scared. But I a lot of yeah. I was gonna say like it's it seems like the show is kind of naturally going that way overall. Like early on, the seasons are like everyone hates each other. There's like verbal yell. Everyone's like fighting yeah. and yelling and cussing at each other. 
And now it's like, cool, yeah, we're all good chefs. Let's just, like, do this. Plus, you know, the Great British Baking Show of it all. Like, people like that now. Like, I, Reeves doesn't like the season. I like the season. Like, the season that people are helping each other. It's also the most diverse cast by a mile that this show has ever had. And it's working for me. I mean, you know, I have a, my, we're living through a pandemic, people. I like to watch TV that's nice. And this is nice TV. Me too. And we want to thank Nice TV for sponsoring this week's episode. <laughs> um, Dawn wins the quick fire challenge. She makes wood fired pork loin with crispy onions and poblano avocado puree. Ooh. She wins $10,000 before taxes. <clears throat> and this oh, is gosh. the second quick fire in a row she's won. So, congratulations on winning um, $6,500, Dawn, nice. um, after the government gets its cut. <laughs> mm. I noted this earlier, but ah. it seems like she's getting the, like, edit. Or, no, I noted it for later, but I'll talk about it now. She's getting the edit of, like, the chef that's learning and taking the notes from the judges and getting better. And, like, mm-hmm. early on, I was like, oh, she's out of here. Because early on, she didn't finish two dishes, and she's kind of struggled with that stuff. But now yeah. she's like, oh. I can see her easily be top three and, yeah. like, be okay with that. She's really, like, yeah. showing up. And she's, like, a former Olympian. And we learned that her brother's also an Olympian. Like, yeah. that yeah. family has genes, man. Like, now she's, like, yeah. cooking. She can like, do it all. Yeah. I really so, yeah. liked Dawn. I thought she was great. Sorry. Go ahead. No, Continue no, to your segue. I was just saying uh, <laughs> she did, in the first two episodes, like, scare a lot of people because she didn't finish two um, challenges by putting food on plates in the first two challenges. I thought she was going to go home. And then um, in, in Restaurant Wars... She had the first dish, and similar to how she uh, handles the last dish here, she had her components, but like didn't actually like know what she was going to cook until like the last minute. Yeah, mm. it seems to be working for her because they love that dish too. Yeah, yeah. that that comes back uh, in, in this uh, elimination challenge when she didn't know what she was going to make for dessert. And it seems and like Brian's going to be very fired up about that. We'll talk about that when we get yeah, to talking about that. <laughs> but she comes from a you know a family that they're Olympians and they probably compete in tournaments all the time. So it's almost like a tournament of tofu. And I did. There's my transition. Okay, yeah. not, not not as good as mine. Also, the exact yeah. same thing as yours. Not as good. Also, that's probably why I didn't hit as well because it was the exact same yeah. thing I did. So this is why Brian is normally third chair. It was a callback. (laughs) And now Monique's seeing why he's third chair. Oh, I wouldn't say I'm seeing it. I'm just saying there's an energy around what you're used to doing and then a new thing that you're doing. And you're still moving into that energy. I'm just happy you're here. I'm happy you're here, Brian. I I like what I'm doing. I like what I'm doing at the table. It's different. It's good. Keep those affirmations coming. So let's talk about the elimination I'm challenge. Practicing, I'm practicing. What's it called? Um, were you Alignment? everything just positive? The oh, power, gratitude. Positive thing. Like gratitude, thing. and then there's like, it's not like reckless positivity. It's something like that. <laughs> oh, I know you're talking about. It's like, um, oh, I know what you're talking about. It's um, honestly, reckless positivity sounds. It's almost like that. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I know what you're talking Fucking about, but now reckless. the word's positive. escaping me. Let's just go with reckless positivity. Yeah, let's just go with yeah. reckless positivity, and that's now also the name of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't choose that. <clears throat> choose that. 
<laughs> well, I just segued to it. <laughs> so the elimination challenges talk about it. The chefs competed in a multi-round elimination tournament, Dragon Ball Z style, set at the Portland <laughs> Japanese Garden featuring tofu. They had to use medium tofu, firm tofu, extra firm tofu. And if they didn't pass the first round, they didn't win, they had to do the second round, which was fried tofu. And then if they lost that round, they had the, the last two losers had to do soft tofu, but make it a dessert. And boy, is this a lot of tofu. Now, question right out the gate. Who here has had tofu? I have. You yeah. guys haven't? I have. I've, never, I've had tofu. Jamal doesn't eat once. things. That's not true. I eat things. You're like I a just, picky eater. I, do, I, I will admit, I do have a, the palate of like a um, 21-year-old... Uh, college student uh yes <laughs> i i can't eat sauces really i can't eat like condiments really it's like just the ingredient needs to be itself and then i'll eat it i'll be so you've never it. had tofu see i don't want to say never i've tasted tofu i have never like ordered it and like purposefully gone out of my way to have it yeah maybe you just need to go to a vegan restaurant or oh, some, some restaurant. Oh, okay. Well, some I, restaurant that really like is trying to make tofu a, a delicacy. Thing. Yeah. So that you get the good flavors. The proper preparation yeah. and whatnot of it. Exactly. So when I go to vegan restaurants, I look for that avocado pasta. Ooh. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Those zoodles and that yeah. avocado pasta. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is a tofu challenge. Um, and Maria, and they draw knives, and Maria now has to go against Shoda. But now she has to go against Shoda in his specialty, which this is almost like, and I'm going to use the NBA as an example, when you're hmm. you're you're up three games to one, and then you got to go back to the other team's home court, mm-hmm. and it's like, this is not going to go well. Mm. And now Maria's at an elimination game, and she's going against Shoda at his home court. I mean, he works with yeah. Tofu every single day. So yeah. if he beats you doing your stuff, you're probably not going to beat him doing his stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she even says that Shota uses tofu like she uses lime and chili, which yeah. I guess she means that she puts it around the lid of a beer, and, mm. and then and so he puts like tofu around the the like the rim of a of a beer drink to have like or a, like a sake drink. Yeah, I guess so. But what's it, it's called like a chili when they put like chili and lime around a. Or like a beer and it's and you drink that i'm talking about i know exactly what you're talking about. what is that called we're, we're doing so bad on what things are called but and is this the so reeves effect <laughs> you're missing your your second yeah he usually so. looks up everything he's got a photographic memory uh michelada yes is that it yes yes, yes. here's the thing we are inundated with information every day Mm-hmm. Like much more than ever before. How do you expect me to remember everything? Yeah, I think at this point, you what you need to remember is how to use Google. Yeah, that, and if you mm-hmm. forget that, you're fucked. You're but other trouble. than that, don't don't come to me and be like, you you don't remember A, B, and C from whatever college or high school. It's like, no, I of course I don't. I, I'm on TikTok four, exactly. four hours a day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I remember what I just yeah. saw on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> let me live. You know. Anyway, so. Don't, don't feel bad. I'm holding out for the day where life is like cyberpunk where I can literally put RAM in my brain and <laughs> yeah, memorize like everything that's happening. I can just put in a new USB stick and be like, oh, I know this stuff now. Yeah. 
and that'll help. It's happening. Yeah. Because I smoke a lot of weed, too, and it's just like, I'm just losing it all. It's all going away so fast. Yeah. The last year has been a a haze for me. Or she Mm -hmm. could also mean that Shota puts tofu in a little bag with mango. Uh, she could mean that too because that's i got one of those we were leaving new york and they were selling it on the street and i was like yes please i haven't had it in so long and i bought so the mango good. with the chili and the lime and it's so it's good so good it's so good that's... i only eat hot uh mangoes with hot sauce now because oh, really? of that i never would before but it's so good it's so good it's really really mm-hmm. good it's it's one of those things that i didn't know existed until i moved to new york and i was like oh there's this stuff and it's very good and it's one of those things where you're like, I, why would I buy a bag of fruit from a woman on the corner? No. <laughs> but you have to run to your class or your rehearsal and there's nothing to eat around you. Mm-hmm. So that's what you get. And then the next thing you know, your favorite food is in your mouth. And I want everyone to know I've been to New York too. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't partaken in a lot of the street food, but I have been there a lot. Jamal, where are you? Where I thought I'm you in were. D.C. I'm in D.C. Oh, okay. But I have been into to New York a lot. I know how to traverse the subway. I know when I'm I look like a New Yorker when I'm there. Yeah. I just don't get the references you guys are using right now. They're very specific <laughs> and really like making me feel like I'm not a New Yorker at all. Um, this is fun because me and Jamal can be like black, black, deep, black, black. Yeah. And then me and Brian can be like New York and not New York, yeah. New York, yeah. New York. And Brian don't fun. say New York that quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then normally I have Reeves here and him and I can do white man stuff, but he's not here, so it's just me. Yeah. So it's just me and I'm, you know, polo shirt. Polo shirt. Uh, So it hits different when you're by yourself. (laughs) I need someone to go, yes, I love those too. So they tour. Uh, the tofu place and they go back and work on their techniques but they show up and like none of their techniques are really working except for the people who are like used to working with tofu mm. uh, I do love I gotta play this clip because I do love when Maria literally tastes her checks on her tofu mm-hmm. knows it's not working <laughs> and then is asked <laughs> how's your tofu and she lies about it check the tamales, check the tamales. they're not done I mean, she knows. She just found out. They're not done. She knows they're not looking good. She also, before she got to that point of like actually making them into tamales, when she made like the first thing, she tasted it and she was like, no, that's gross. And threw all of it away. (laughs) And we love food waste on this show. We love food waste. Uh, Uh, We promote food waste on Pod Chef. And, you know, if something's gross, throw it away. Don't you got to eat it. Throw it away. We don't got to eat it. Throw it she away. She purposely asked for all of that stuff, too, from the tofu place. She was like, oh, I'm going to make a tamale out of this. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I learned a lot from this episode because when I buy I tofu, too. I buy extra firm tofu because all I know is, like, I want this to be like meat. It's like I want yes. it to pretend that it has like the texture of meat. But I didn't know. I was like, why would anyone buy soft tofu? And now I know. Yeah. And now you know. You, you could do a scramble, tofu scramble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could do a dessert. There's lots. Lots to do. The variety. It's almost um, like there's too no, few ideas for Brian. Oh. Mm. I do like that. You do? Okay, good. That's yeah. a t-shirt. We'll make that a t-shirt. Too few. Yep. Mm-hmm. What did you have, Monique, before I had to sit No, no. I, I think I shouldn't <laughs> talk about it right now because you're going in order. But I will say that you said she lied about it. 
and we're on the same page with Maria. I feel you. Like I, I agree with you. But at the same time, I like professionalism in my chefs. And I feel like answering like, my food went bad or I'm fucked. Like, no. That's true. Girl, she's just like, okay, I got to cut the check. Keep it moving. Uh, and I'm a professional. So yeah. I, I liked that she said that. And she kind of did that later too in the in the judging. But we'll, we'll get to that there. Yeah. Later. So let's not – I'll I'll take that back. She didn't lie. I'll redact that. <laughs> I'll redact that. She just didn't tell the full truth about what was going on with her tamale yes, in the yes. moment to save herself. Right. So she right, can right. Conju- and press on. Um, let's see. Uh, I I like the fact that the judges literally have a dojo. <laughs> <laughs> they go to the dojo to literally talk about <laughs> which dish they like the most. And and Mo, you you've you've been to this spot. So when you were there, did did hmm. you get to do this? Did you get to present oh. food to people sitting in a dojo? They do it between like twelve and one p.m. Lunchtime. every day. Lunchtime. Lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I got there at three, so oh. I missed it. They had if if they did it, I like they put the they put the chairs away and they folded up the tables. Like everything was gone, so I really missed it. But I think they do it. I think it happens. And so you missed Pai May getting his rice at at noon. I did. Yes. <laughs> and, and whether or not uh, it was cooked right or not. Right. Uh, man. But I do like that they have a, a dojo and it gets to the point where they keep tying in their judging of the dishes, I think on purpose. So yeah. they could be like, let's go yeah. to the dojo. Just <laughs> have an odd number of judges. Like, this is the... I, I, I hate when like reality TV is like too produced and like obvious uh. that's what you're doing. Like, I get it. You want it to look like cool TV and be better, but like... If you have 11 or 9, like, make someone sit down. Like, yeah. go tell one of the judges to sit down and – or they could be like, – I don't know. Like, or have someone be the tiebreaker. It's just like, we have to deliberate this. And it's like, okay. If it happens once, that's fun. If it happens twice, that's too much. And now I'm taken out of it because it's fake. Yeah. And I, I was upset that they were doing it. And I was like, oh, this is kind of lame. Until Byron gets his ass kicked twice. And I'm like, oh, I guess it's better than that happening. <laughs> like, that didn't make for good TV for me either. When he lost twice, nine to one, I was like, oh, oh. that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And this is tough because Byron was Brian's last person on his Top Chef fantasy team. And so oh. now, uh, Brian, spoiler, it ha- has no one else left. Um, I was going to lose anyway. I, there was no oh, way yeah. I was going to oh, win. Oh, yeah. He was going to lose anyways. Um, Wow. But uh, this was a this was a tough episode, and then two part last chance kitchen for Brian. Yeah, this uh, we can get to Maria on this. I thought this was fantastic. Um, Monique doesn't know this, but multiple times throughout this season, Maria has mm-hmm. been given uh, notes that she serves too much food. Mm-hmm. They'll tell her that her <laughs> servings are too big. They'll say like, "Who is this for? This is too big." And so this time she serves her, her previously made tamales, which are now just like crumbled up foods. And yeah. I think uh, Jamal has a clip here if we want to play it. But Tom calls her out on it. And then she uh, throws it back at his fucking face. Oh, <laughs> I don't have that clip. Oh, you don't? I thought that was I the – um, maybe not. No. Uh, yeah, so he's like, I thought you were doing tamales. And she's like, no, I broke it up because I didn't want to give you too much. Mm-hmm. Fuck. 
That was thought, such a burn. Mm-hmm. See, I I came in late. Like I don't know that that's a burn, and that she had a reputation for that. To me, I thought she was just being like professional in that sense of like, I'm not going to show you. I'm not going to tell you why I messed up or that I messed up. Uh, I'm going to come up with a reason that fits, and uh, hopefully, you won't even like uh, challenge it. But yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a real burn. I didn't yeah. even realize. I think she did it in, in a professional way, though. Like I think she did it. Like she oh she gosh. answered him. Like shutting him down in a professional way. She's like, "Wow, oh well, you tell me I that, like I, that I serve too much food, so here's less food. You wanted, I don't want to give you too much." And then Tom went to the dojo and was like, "I didn't like her food. I thought the mole was crap." <laughs> <laughs> Why was Tom wearing like a cowboy hat? He's what is that? Doing some fun stuff with his looks uh, this season. He Tom's was, just having fun. Yeah, he was wearing like a beanie, like. Like a hipster Portland beanie one episode oh where it's like pulled back really far in his head. Yep. Some big early on there wearing like chunky knit sweaters and like yep. big scarves. They're having a good time in Portland. Yep. Like he said one thing to Don. I can't remember about what it was for, but he was like, something, something, something lives in your head rent free. And I'm like, get you you don't get to say that. Like that's what Gen Z says. Take your fucking cowboy hat and get away. <laughs> Well, Tom told like us. Him. Tom told us that that is actually uh, a writer on the show told him to say that. Oh, really? And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they they hired young writers. They hired young writers, and the writer said, "We can give this line to Tom." And Tom tried it like ten times before he got it right. Yeah. And they said, "Okay, let's do this take. Whatever, we got it." I think he was like, at one point, he's just like, "Free rent, free rent here, everybody." <laughs> Tom was in. like. Tom was like, but why would I say this? Because I have money, and why would I want people to have free rent? Because then it makes He's it like, Why am I working yeah. so hard if other people aren't paying rent? Yeah. Tom said, like, I also work. own property, so I'm losing money if people are living rent-free. Like, he'd he been in a whole tire. He did about not it. get it. Oh, gosh. So let's funny. talk about something else uh, that happened to Dawn. She cut her finger. <gasps> Dawn cut her finger and bled into two of the dishes. The mandolin mm-hmm. is a death trap. It that, really is. that slicer machine is a yeah. death trap. That's what always gets everyone. Like, if you're going to cut your finger in, in Top Chef, it's on that freaking mandolin. That's and I, I cut my one. finger during the pandemic, reaching into my uh, drawer without looking, and the potato peeler took a chunk out of my index finger. That's also a death trap, the potato yeah. peeler. Yeah. yeah, and so now I no longer blindly reach into drawers. <laughs> Now, because. actually, that's important. It, what you didn't specify what type of drawer, like. So it was the uh, the utensil drawer. So it's okay, like I was reaching you. for a fork, and the potato peeler was just at the right perfect angle to right. slice off a chunk of my. I'm, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know how many drawers. I do how many know, know how many drawers you have. Why is your potato peeler in the same drawer as your fork? Those are separate utensils. Mm. Well, because I use it so often and I use it with a fork when I'm using potatoes, that it's just it feels natural to be right there in that drawer next to the measuring cups mm-hmm. and yeah. the big spoon for my um, coffee that I'm, I stir in the morning. Oh. So yeah. I, I, I use it so often. I said, well, I'll put it in the drawer where I go often. That makes these sense. Items. Okay. Like I, I know you said potato peeler, so I assumed, of course, you meant like cutlery or, or some type of, yes. you know, kitchen drawer. But if it was a different type of drawer, I'd be like, that's weird. You're super weird. Yeah. So <laughs> you got to get those potato peelers out of your sock drawers. 
I don't know. I had to say that joke. Is that bad? No. <laughs> no. Let's keep that in. We'll keep that no, in. No, I don't cut much. Uh, okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah, well, now they put potato pillar. When you go to the store to buy a potato pillar, you have to, like, press a button. Someone's going to get it from behind glass for you because so many kids are hurting mm. themselves with them, right? It's a, it's a weapon now. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I stand outside sometimes and I hear people, I'm like, yo, boy, I'll shave you. <laughs> they do that Terrible. to you? Wow. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like, I'm like in my driveway and they're like, what you looking at? You want to get shaved? And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm just out here looking at cicadas, finding my business. Mm. So you There's a made... lot of gang. There's a lot of potato gangs out there. <laughs> yeah. That have to do like the initiation. They yeah. have to peel a potato and then peel a human and then. Yeah. Switch they got to bring the strips to prove that they did it yeah. back at gang initiation and then they get peeled. And like, exactly. The more peels you have on your cheek, yeah. the more people you've roasted. Well, it's a peel yeah. in, peel out situation too. It's a peel in, peel out. I mean, I've never wanted to do violent things, but I have to say it sounds a bit appealing. And, we'll keep, and we should keep that in. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm having a lot of fun, you guys. Thanks. Thank this you. Is, no, this fun. is what we do. We have fun. Yeah, this is, is what we do. We get lots of good reviews, and I'd read them if we got new ones. Remember, guys, it's Reese's birthday wish that you leave us good reviews. <laughs> you know that we read them on the podcast even when it's weird to do it. So mm. please, give us... Cup, we like yeah. cup. I have, even, I, this is all I got, folks. I need even to, when I, we, <laughs> even when we have a meeting before the podcast and say we will not read the review on the podcast, Brian still goes. Well, I now I feel like we got to read the review on the podcast. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. This, I also as as someone who is married to a vegetarian, when they um, when they like cook all the tofu stuff in with other proteins and in like the meat and sauce of other food and other like animal products. I'm like, well, this defeats the purpose of what tofu is supposed to do, but not really, I guess that's just like my, that's the way that I come at tofu. Mm. So it was like, it's different for me. Like when I, like for one, if you've ever ordered Mapo tofu, uh, Mm. it's full of pork, but it doesn't say it in the dish. It's just like, this is a tofu dish and no, it's all pork. Oh, I didn't Mapo is Thai, right? Uh, it's, um, Cantonese. Well, right? oh, it's a, yeah, Chinese dish. Wow, cool. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. So that's just me. Whenever they're doing like this is cooked in pork, I'm like, well, that's not what you're supposed to do. But that's just my like reference point of tofu. Yeah. And that's why I think it tastes gross a lot. Well, I love a lot of uh, Japanese food, and I eat a lot of uh, miso soups. And yes. It comes. Yes. There's tofu in that, so mm-hmm. that's where I get most of my tofu. Now, if I'm remembering correctly, the one time I had miso, I found it a little too salty. Mm, yeah, it's for a my taste. Soup. It's basically like you're drinking. It's basically like a seawater soup. Yeah, it was yeah. too much for me. It tastes very good. I wonder if it tastes good with blood in it because Dawn had to clear out two dishes oh, because she bled into two of the dishes, and then she didn't finish one of the plates, which is a shame because it forced her to then have to be in the third round with Byron. Yeah. And come up with a dish on the fly with mm-hmm. uh, super soft tofu. And Brian, this is, I'm going to give you the floor. I know you <laughs> feel a certain way about this. So why don't you just go ahead and talk to us about how this made you feel with, with her dish that she, quote unquote, improvised on the spot. <laughs> I oh, do. Yeah, you do it. Improv. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to quickly say that Dawn's uh, like fake Nashville hot chicken with the tofu that she served looked awesome 
with that mm-hmm. like with that like with the sauce, which like it was like another buttermilk ranch, which she did like buttermilk last week, which looked great. Um, and even the special guest judge was like, "I want to vote for hers." Like he was like, "I don't care if we can't vote for hers." It was really good. Uh, she didn't get the pickles on there, which would have probably made it great. Then she gets the. We get to the final, the dessert course. It's her versus Byron, and Byron has a full thought out idea, which on a, on a rewatch of this episode, I watched it twice. That's how I know it so well, front and back. <laughs> you know, they ask each other what they're doing when they're working on their stuff, and Dawn specifically asks Byron, and this could be in the edit, it could be the, the producer's work, what are you making for your dessert course? And he tells her. And then in the end... And then he asked her, what are you making? She's like, I don't know. I have, I have components, but I don't know what I'm doing. And in the end, it's them against each other. And she says, I don't know what I'm doing. I have these components. And he's like, oh, I didn't know what I'm doing. And then they both make their dishes, serve them to the judges. And the judges are like, these are the same dish. Mm -hmm. And I don't, this is a spot where maybe Dawn had too few ideas. Yeah. Too few. I think, (laughs) And I, I don't think it's oh, <laughs> it's not cheating, but it is like I don't know what else to do. I'm gonna do this, and like honestly, like what else would you have done? I don't know what I'm gonna do with soft tofu for a dessert, but like well, you know, I don't know. Byron, his had mango, right, and hers didn't, right? Yeah, right. So I mean, I feel like that's a, enough of a difference. Uh, I mean, they're getting... the same type of desserts in the sense that it's uh, like a puree, right? I don't know. Yeah, they, did like, foam they well. did like yeah. pudding sort of with with the soft tofu. Yeah. And they each had like a crunchy bit and then like a something else bit. And hers was so they... like hers was like a sesame cookie and his was a mango, but the base was the same. Yeah, they right, both had right. a tofu mousse as the base. Yeah. Dawn had a mango tofu mousse. With oh. macerated mango, diced soft tofu, and sesame okra crumble. And Byron had soft tofu mousse with honey okra and dried mango granola. Oh, hers had mango oh. too. Yes. Oh. Oh. So, I mean, honestly. They're basically the same dish. They they really are. <laughs> what is that called when people have the same ideas? Aligned thinking? Is that what it's oh called? yeah, I think, it's, I think it's joke thief, right? When, when, <laughs> when, yeah. What's it called when my sketch team that four people came to the show does a sketch and then SNL does it a a, two, a month later? It's called joke yeah. thieves, right? Yeah, it's yeah, called, so, they stole yeah. my joke, sketch. joke thievery. I think SNL SNL stole, stole my sketch and did it. Um, like they do have one dark night, like one night where they're not writing. Or they're not like producing anything. That's their night off, and they could be at shows watching shows in order to steal your work. Yep, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. And they're probably not because most of my sketches are about farts. Uh, (laughs) And Monique can attest to that, and I still do it. And you know what? I think it's funny. And you know what? People Um, think it's funny. Honestly, best best writer on the team. Wow! And shout out. And and should we keep that in? In your face, Dave, and And all. I said that to everybody. Shut up. Oh damn it! All right. Well, now I feel bad. I felt good for a second. I didn't. Well, think Brian, you say, I didn't think you'd say that for real and mean it. But the fact that you immediately took it from me. <laughs> uh. Brian, don't feel too bad because you weren't eliminated. Byron was. Listen to this. Oh. Byron. 
Please pack your knives and go. Thank you. I'll see you last chance kitchen. Yeah, and um, I mean, to go out before a panel like this is an honor. To have somebody from Costa Rica to come here and have that opportunity, that to me, I feel like a top chef with that. Thank you very much, guys. Just the beginning. You'll, you'll, you'll have a long career. Just the beginning. Just the beginning. Thank you, John. Thank you so much. Obviously, taking it all was the end goal, but I'm happy. My heart is full. They're both crying. Of course. Oh, no. I push myself in, in many ways that I've never pushed myself in my life. And I'm proud. I'm proud of everything. And so Byron's gone. And <clears throat> just a quick update on the fantasy team standings. We are now at week 10, and Byron is the last player for Brian's fantasy team that was in play. Mm. He technically won one of the of the uh, last chance kitchens, but then was eliminated. So now it's just me and Reeves, and we are three points separated. Wow. From 76 and 73, and we've got two weeks left. It's coming down to the wire. That's going to so, be intense. Brian, do you have any words you like to say for your team? Yeah. Team um, Deathmatch? Yeah. Which literally... <laughs> it, it sounds like these I'm reminded of great coaches of the past and what they've done when their team faces adversity and when they <laughs> fail and come up short. Okay, your Phil Jacksons, mm-hmm. your Pat Riley's. Name one more. Your uh, Vernon Merritt's, who was my Little League coach who never played me as a little kid because I was that bad at Little League baseball. And to, mm-hmm. and to my team, I say... You fucking let me down. (laughs) I look like a fool. I picked you with my heart. Byron, I picked you because you're from Costa Rica. I got married in Costa Rica. I love it. Great country. Fantastic. Love it so much. Please go, everyone. Fantastic. Brian is also only married in Costa Rica. He's not married in the U.S. That's probably true. Uh, I picked Brittany because she's from Richmond, and I went to VCU in Richmond. I picked... I forget who my team was, but you all let me down and you suck and I'm out and who cares? And um, this last chance kitchen was crazy. I only sent one link to Monique. I'm sorry. I thought I didn't realize it was going to be the finals of last chance kitchen. The, uh, Byron beat Sarah, which is crazy. Sarah's a great chef. Yeah. I mean, I watched the first 10 minutes of it and then I was like, I'm not going to watch another. I don't have time. I don't no, blame you. But it, yeah, it was really great. It was good. And I kind of feel like they got rid of Sarah because she would have been too strong to come back in the show because she was on my team and that would have given me another person who's back in the show. <sighs> I her, her offering was very creative. I was like, I did not expect her choices and I really liked it. But then I also thought, I guess the ask was for traditional, right? Yeah. Japanese food. So, yeah. I understand yeah. why she had to go and portion yeah. it. You said that you eat a lot of Japanese food. Which bento box do, do. would you have preferred out of those two? Honestly, hers. Yeah. But his his was felt more traditional. Like, it felt more uh, safe. Yeah. And so that's why I, it, like, I would want to try hers because it was like, oh, these are, seem like a fusion style type of bento and different flavors that I had never tried before. So. Mm-hmm. But, he, yeah. Tom did say that her green tea rice tasted like just watery rice because mm-hmm. she poured green tea over rice. And like, 
rice is a, on 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 top chef like rice will get you fucked up like mm-hmm. you, rice when yeah. when your rice is bad they're like you want a chef and they want to send yeah. you home immediately like the hers might have been better but if she fucked that rice up they're gonna send her home which was crazy because she's a great chef yeah. That is a thing on the show. If you make risotto, it's literally called risotto. Uh oh, risotto. Because almost every chef gets it wrong and gets sent home. Yeah. Oh dang. Um, and then after that, the the one that Monique didn't watch because uh, it was thirty minutes long, which I was surprised <laughs> it was that long. And no one should watch that. That's I didn't watch it either. I just went to the end to see. <laughs> <it was long. laughs> so I so I'll, so I'll tell you guys what they did. They, it was actually a very cool setup. They made the five the four. Who's left? Maria, Jamie. Well, well, hold on. Let me go through it because they're on my team and Reeves' team. <laughs> so Gabe, uh, Jamie, uh, Don, and Maria and Shota. Okay. They they made the final five. Uh, take a basket. Go collect ten ingredients each. Come back. Byron had to pick the the three baskets he wanted to cook with, and then he had to compete one on one with the person who picked that basket. And he uh, in great fashion he lost to get he, he had to beat two out of three he lost to gabe beat maria all doing spanish flavors which is in their wheelhouse then he mm. said that jamie's box looked like it was the easiest box to cook with and but hers was can like i just say my girl got angry jamie's yeah, she, who i picked to win the whole thing yeah she got very upset she, she got upset she took said, it personal oh, really? she took it personal and then she like michael jordan she took, she, yes, she, she took it personal she took it personally and nice she beat his ass and she he had to cook ass. four dishes in what's probably a 12 hour they're probably there all day shooting this mo mm-hmm. knows she shot a tv show it takes a long time <laughs> to shoot a tv show right uh no about 15 minutes oh okay well then what type of what's the genre like sci-fi 20 20 25 okay well yeah. i don't yeah. know okay well i'm wrong then <laughs> TV super easy you heard it here first uh they yeah. do it in no time at all one take yeah, everyone no one shot one take um and one for safety yeah that was hard that was tough they didn't want him back it, they, it, it was like it was an impossible task they didn't want him yeah. back i think they're worried that sarah would have got back so they picked byron so that he i really did think lose. they were scared wow. of sarah. Wow. so yeah so byron's gone sarah's gone our final five is set you heard it mm-hmm. here they're on jamal and reeves's team my team is out they disappointed me and that's top chef and this is kind wow. of like proof that me and reeves just looking at people can kind of pick winners and like pick people we just looking at them can like spot talent, you yeah. know, and I don't know what that says for Brian because his team's gone. So I don't know if that means he can't spot talent. No, I that's, can't. I, I have an eye for losers. That's. that's... <laughs> <laughs> and so... you just need to work. You just need to work that muscle. You know what I mean? Like you just need to. <laughs> I need to recognize work on it. picking better people. Yeah. I need to work that muscle. And does that speak poorly of my friends? <laughs> well, no, because I'm your friend and I'm a winner. So I think you're, and Reeves is a winner. You know Monique, she's a winner. Mm-hmm. So well, I think friends. it's. Friends. <laughs> Did you just question it's a, it for there's a friends? Pa- there's a power dynamic there. Let's not go too far into this. We had Sebastian Canelli on a few weeks ago, and he was in the room when I didn't Aww. get on a, a, a Lloyd team, and it got Aww. a little too real for me, and I felt bad. So let's not dive into 
my past comedy and That's endeavors. not a bit, so we'll just move forward. Let's do our last segment called Add Foam, Debone, and Send Home. This is where you pick between me, Brian, and Reeves. And wow. tell us which one would you add foam to, which one would you debone, and which one would you send home? Oh. Okay. All right. So I'm going to, uh, since he's not here, I'm going to send Reeves home. Okay. Easy. Because Easy he's better. already there. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Reeves. <laughs> um, Jamal, I'm going to debone you. <laughs> Sorry, it sounds so ridiculous. And I'll tell you why I will debone you. Okay. Um, I think you've been the number one uh, host of this show for a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. And you do it really well. That you might need somebody to take you down a notch mm -hmm. so that others can get the opportunity to come up and also become good at being number one host. I so I'll this. debone that. I hate this. Okay. Okay. And then <laughs> and then for Brian, I will add foam so that anytime you swim. <laughs> I'm so sorry because exactly, this is actually nice. probably really traumatic. Like you, you had a bad day today. Nice. I'm so sorry. No, I'm okay. Look, I've already forgotten about it. Um and I would like to have foam. That way if I ever drown, I won't do it. And I'll just yeah. float. You will never. I never want that to happen to you. So I will add so much foam, you'll just be like I'm not swimming anymore. I'm that's, just floating. That's that's fantastic. That's and a good thing. cream yeah. rises to the top. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The good wow. cream. That sounds like a tofu tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep all the transitions in. They've all been great. They've all been great. Uh, Monique, this has been a pleasure to have you on. Do you have anything uh, you want to plug? You. Um, you know, no, uh, no, just. Yeah, yeah, no, don't. I just watch Astronomy Club if you haven't yet, please. You'll love it. It's fun. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm I'm doing some other stuff, but I don't wanna, I don't wanna say anything because I don't know what's happening with it. So uh. just oh, also follow me on socials. Follow me on you know Instagram, the Twitters, and the TikToks. All the same handle at Nutella Cartel. And any news that will come up, exciting news, which might soon you you can get there okay all right yeah thank you so yeah. much for coming on this episode yes. Brian. do you have anything yeah no uh yeah thank you monique i yeah check out Sharni club it's on netflix it's great i feel i like to tell people that i was uh directed by someone who had a tv show who was on a tv show it's a lot of fun mm -hmm. for me to have a connection to that um yes, <laughs> it's that's a great good. show i also want to say one thing i don't know if you guys know this not not you jamal but you brian you and the team members from our team but you because they are they were the inaugural sketch teams of that theater right I, that's not true of this new like this new wave of sketch teams and so the directors got to like watch a couple days of auditions and pick the teams like straight up rosters this is my roster that i want and i picked these people i fought for them and brian was one of them so i'm just saying that you're you're good at what you do so i'm really happy to see you again because you're wonderful thank you it was great working with you it's fantastic thank you for uh with you being directed by you there's a power dynamic here it was there is a power you can't say anything fucked up <laughs> Because I know Ted Sarandos. <laughs> so Thanks. is that even how you say his name? I don't know. We had Ooh. one season. Okay, don't worry about it. Uh, All right. <laughs> keep going. 
<laughs> and until next time, we'll pack our knives and go.